those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, that just happened. Thank God no one else was around. We all have moments where we just feel like we need to escape and that is okay. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, ladies. Yeah. So many ladies on today's show. So this many is like mamas. So many mamas. It's like really a lot of mamas. So Christine sat this one out because God bless her. She's the only one not um, tortured with, I mean, blessed with um, kids. So, but we are here with a band of mothers. Yay! 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 Who are the most phenomenal podcast. They are a Warner Brothers and Wondery show. A lot of street cred for these ladies. <laughs> Megan, I know. Megan, you've appeared on their show, right? Yes, yes. Got to talk about your fully charged life with my girls. <laughs> and they have merch, by the way. They have merch. The softest sleep shirt that ever happened. You know, they're so much cooler That's than That's amazing. <laughs> and you can pull it down and whip a boob out. Yeah, That's like you the can. Goal. I mean, it's these, nursing? these don't mean, come out that often anymore. But. <laughs> oh, yeah, for us with eight and ten-year-olds, nice. we just whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scoop neck. Do with it what you will. Yeah. yeah. Do with it what so you will. soft. I, I know. Love it's your real merch. good. Thank you. Band of Mothers, I'm baby. i that. All right. All right. We got to get on our merch game. But in the meantime, we're just grateful to be here with everybody because this is the first time we've ever done a tandem show, yes. which means it's going to air on both of our podcasts. So this is like kind of a BFD. Like this is like it really is. cool. Same with us. Right? This is our first tandem pod. <gasps> yeah. It's not my first time with four other women. <laughs> I was just going to like make some sort of a joke like that. But I'm like, is it inappropriate? No, it's great. always okay. inappropriate. Is <laughs> we already went there. Yeah. So we're just going to jump right into the topic today because it's like a really juicy one and I'm just really here for it and really feeling it right now, to be perfectly uh-huh. honest. So Megan, you want to kind of kick yeah. it off? So when we interviewed Ariana Huffington last year for Off the Ground Live, the first thing we hit on was a scary moment in her life. The date was April 6th. Um, somebody here's birthday, as well as my sister's birthday. Um, but this was 2007. And Ariana had been on a, on a whirlwind schedule, businesswoman by day and night, an attentive mom by night and day. After pulling an all-nighter working while on a college visit trip with her daughter, Ariana collapsed. She broke her cheekbone and woke up in a pool of her own blood. Damn. Well, I know it really woke up something else in her too. So mom burnout is real now more than ever. We've all been there stealing away a few moments alone in the bathroom, the closet, the pantry, wherever, wishing there were more hours in the day and always feeling guilty over not giving a hundred percent to your career and or your kids. Totally, Jane. Heidi here. And between the three of us off the grammars on today's show, plus Shana and Tracy from Band of Mothers, we are five type A ladies ready to set the world on fire with 11 little roadblocks, aka our children, mm-hmm. seemingly throwing firecrackers at our feet to slow our roll with every stride. Amen, girl. So today we're going to chat burnout. We're going to get to the good tips. Uh, don't just eat your kids' food. Okay, got it. Schedule one night off a week. Yeah, sure. Sounds dreamy. <laughs> but mostly we're just going to bitch and commiserate and share funny burn- burnout stories from our collective mom life. Because really, if you can't laugh, what the hell are you going to do? Am I right? I feel that a thousand percent. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so we wanted to know from you guys how... You know, we talk a lot about awesome moments, which are just kind of these uh, designated moments where you just feel like something totally sarcastically awesome just happened, <laughs> you know, as a mom. And it's often embarrassing or often just kind of like your lowest point. But, but we kind of like to, to find the humor and all of the pain. Um, we like to laugh about the things that make us cry. So we wanted to start by asking you guys, you know, in your biggest burnouts, have you had any moments, moments that have just really, uh, that you honestly need to get off your chest right here with yeah, us those, today? Those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, that just happened. Thank God no one else was around yeah. except my child who hopefully will forget. Right. Um, whose head just hit a ceiling fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh, Heidi here. I, that just made me think of one. Mm-hmm. That's, it's mortifying. It's horrifying. I actually can't believe I'm sharing it. Um, like I've shared before about the poop explosion on the plane. That's like nothing. Um, so I had twins first and that's just like burnout city 
instant right away yeah. mm-hmm. right you have two newborns it's like 24 hours of one or the other doing something and um because there's two of them I can't hold them both at the same time all the time mm-hmm. right because then you can't do anything else so the biggest thing was having seats like little bouncers everywhere and we went away to our summer spot and I brought like you know the Fisher Price bouncers because they were like easy to fit mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but you have to clasp them in you guys with my baby twin, I literally like got her skin in the class because I was so tired and I, and she was crying and I'm like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Cause I'm so sleep deprived. I have no idea what's going on. I think we spent the whole night driving the night before. I have, I mean, it hurts my heart even to tell this story. It's so horrific. I'm like this little helpless infant. Oh, did you notice it at the moment or did you keep it clasped? <laughs> no, so she was crying and it took me because I was so tired. It took oh, me like, a, no, oh, I think my I can mom actually that. was like, Heidi, I think you pinched her. Oh, and gosh. I was like, what? No, I didn't. <gasps> yeah. Wait, there's nothing worse than when your mom, like the other day, my mom was here, guys. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but so my mom came and she stayed. I live in Pennsylvania now. And my mom came and stayed over for like a night. And <laughs> I was supposed to be watching my kids. And my mom comes down and she's like, Asher was upstairs. He's too. <laughs> By himself, he climbed the stairs, huge stairs. He was. She found him wandering around by himself upstairs, Just looking for the remote. So she was like, "Is he supposed to be up there oh, by himself?" God. I was like, "He, he sure isn't, Joni. He sure is." There you go. He climbed the stairs. Good yeah. job. I was, I was proud. I was pretty proud. I've got lots of them. I mean, I've I shared one when I was on your show. I think my most recent one was we just went to St. Thomas. Um, and I didn't put, so my daughter got like this really, I convinced her it was cute. Like one of those long sleeve scuba bathing suit, yeah. like a, but like, it was like a zip, but like, it was not just the rash. It was like a full one piece suit or whatever, cute. but it was like a little cheeky on her little 10 year old butt cheeks. Um, and I did not spray the crease. Ah. It looks like I'm to the point now where like, so it's so burnt that it's blistered oh. and I may need to take her to the doctor. Oh, no. We've been putting antibiotic ointment yeah. on it since we got sure. back, but, it, but it, I, it almost looks like, I mean, I want like that. I hit her with a belt. Sure. Yeah. Like, it is so oh, poor girl. Awful. And so I had a dermatologist this port this morning and I was like, so what would happen if Asking someone got a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Like what would be the protocol and how do you know it's time to, to, Go to the dock. Oh I mean, it's like horrifying. And I was like proud of myself in the yeah. moment that I got her to wear like a long yeah. sleeve suit and I'm doing the good mom thing. And she's lathered. I just didn't get her a little tush. I did not anticipate the mom guilt that I would yeah. feel when you when you sunburn your child. Like I didn't right? realize that that was a level of responsibility that was on our shoulders that if you miss a if you mm-hmm. miss a spot, like that's on you and you just like burnt your kid. But I don't think exactly. our parents cared about that at all. Oh god. No. Oh, but definitely in a, not. In the sense of mommy burnout, there's just too many children to put the lotion on. <laughs> like it's too much surface. Like Lotion-y it's like kids suck. It's like an this hour. Don't you wish there was a pill? Like, here's your sunscreen pill. Oh, my gosh. I well, do. And then you have to redo it every time they go in the water. Yeah. It's like you're sunscreening all day long. We need to invent a sunscreen pill. No, our director of operations had the best idea. She wants sunscreen booths where you just put in a couple dollars and it's like a spray tan and it gets <gasps> the whole kid covered. They well, have that problem. in Aruba. I saw it. Like, so Why had it, you? it was like a sunscreen. Oh boot. my gosh. It's the genius. The problem is it's sort of like, you know, like you got to make sure eyes, mouth, clothes. Sure. Or you've now had sunscreen for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. You know what? But I like, would take that over splotchy burnt skin and like burnt yes. shoulders any day. So I will say, so the dermatologist did give me a good hot tip that I will now use. She said, always put the sunscreen on when you're naked. Never That's when you're I do. Yeah. Is on. And I'm like, okay, fine. That is my new hot tip. I will always apply the SPF when they're naked. Mm. Yeah. Meg's uh, Heidi, I, um, I put it on in the bathtub or the shower. 
so that the floor yeah. isn't when they're uh, naked. So, cause they can also slip on the floor, which would be just another yeah. moment. See, moment. Heidi, clearly I don't love my children. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what it is, Megan? You know what it is? And I thought about this cause I got sun poisoning in St. Thomas when I was a little girl. Oh, so no. I think that like scar makes me extra oh, psycho about sunscreen. I was, and I legit was proud. I'm like, I'm doing a good job with this goddamn SPF. Sure. And then it's like, <laughs> this goddamn oh, butt cheeks. <laughs> I mean, butt cheeks, butt cheeks. <laughs> You know what? I think this is like, it's funny because there's a lot of stuff that like for a lot of moms, this stuff is intuitive. And I've always felt, and I share about this very honestly on Instagram and beyond that, like, it's not all intuitive to to me. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that relate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you're just supposed to have these kids and then you have the mom instinct and like, you're just going to know what to do to protect them. And it's good. You're going to see the sun and be like, Oh, I'm a sun warrior. I'm going to save you. No, it doesn't even occur to me half of the time. And I'm just being really honest. And there's also like, I think a real beauty to knowing your lane. I mean, obviously taking care of like sunblock, you got to do, but like for me, for instance, a mom, a a moment that I could think of just from the other day was like, my kid had like crazy hat day at school. And these days come up all the time. Like they'll give us these crazy ass assignments. We have like fucking hate spirit. We have. That's what you call me. That's Megan Murphy. Like lives for spirit week with the rest of us. Can it happen like once every other week and you're constantly doing work for it? No. Wait, so what happened? I will call you next time, Megan. <laughs> Just call me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not calling Megan because I don't want to make a hat. Like, I don't like I love my kids, but I also don't want to or have time to make a hat. And I don't and I, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not my lane. So this particular one, usually I like share it with my nanny with enough time. We decide who's gonna do it. We make sure someone gets it done, but she's great at crafts, yada yada. It's not my thing. I'm not crafty. I preach. I am. I like to. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. I do words. I do. I do spreadsheets. I like I'll cook business. you a meal. I don't. Do not ask you know me. Tell me when it's like dress up as your favorite teacher. And it's like, to. how the hell is oh, my kid supposed to dress up as a teacher all the time? <laughs> well, stupid. Also, especially in COVID, when you don't even see them, if you're mm-hmm. virtual yeah. schooling, that's it's true too. A, it's just a blank screen. Oh, oh my god. god, I'm the dissenter because I love this shit. Yeah. Like I want to dress know, like a teacher. I want to wear a you know but this is what i'm saying like this stuff stresses me out more than anything because i i tend to work from six in the morning to like two in the morning i work like a freaking maniac okay and it already burns me out so much that when i can't give the amount of time that i feel like i want to on these projects so the crazy hat day situation i didn't tell my nanny in time i didn't share it with anyone i got the email and i didn't forward it like a jackass you're awfully clearly a terrible mother I'm a terrible mother. So I made the hat myself the night before. Let me tell you. Oh, no. Oh, no, girls. Oh, no. My kid went like as he's walking out the door, he's like, mom, there's safety pins sticking in my head. I'm like, get in the car. Like it was so bad. You guys, it was like two pieces of felt safe with a thousand safety pins. It was horrible. But that's the kind of stuff that stresses me yeah. out. I would, I would have made that for you in three minutes. Virtually. Meg, she doesn't have a glue gun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't have a glue gun. I definitely don't. But even what Heidi said earlier about, you know, planning ahead enough to even get your kids uh, when they're naked, sunscreened when they're naked, like that stresses me out because I'm the person who does not have the towels in a place and the, the, the swim bag, like packing the swim bag alone is like my nightmare. So, oh my God, can we talk about packing? I, that, yeah, I was just about I to say. say, okay, this is a confession. Shay and I, okay, so pools were closed last summer couldn't go to the pool so which she, is why my bush is now six inches long let's face it <laughs> amen. We've, had, we've had winter bush since 1984 That's let's true. just be honest but <laughs> regardless <laughs> it was it grew out extra long but we both bought stock tank pools for our backyard yeah. which if you guys don't know what that is it's literally a cow watering tank it's 10 feet wide 10 feet they in diameter oh yeah. we got like the last two in colorado oh, for Megan, sure i'm gonna send you pictures of and my husband trying to get that thing like, x5 for it uh, <laughs> it wasn't bad you know the no. The, the, uh, exponentially ratio wise, the giant galvanized metal tank that had to be delivered on the back of a semi was less the expensive part. than the cheap ass pump from Intex that we had to like buy on the black market. Like, yeah, that's where the five X was. Uh, like I had to give like blowjobs for that. Yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> like we were swap. There was like we were swapping parts yeah. with neighbors. Anyway, but it was so joyful because I didn't have to pack the pool bag. All summer. And the kids just ran outside and got in the water. And I 
I hate packing the pool bag. It's the towels. It's all this the is, sunscreen. I'm getting a pool. And this is my, that was my argument. I don't want to get in a car ever again. I, feel no, you. I don't want to put anything in a car. I don't want to get a towel in a car. I don't want to put no. a kid in a car with sunscreen on the seat. Hate and we also like, talk about how like when we were kids, no one wore goggles. You don't need a fucking <laughs> goggles. I had nothing. Just swim. Why the water is it? rings, the goggles, the nose plugs. Everyone needs plugs. Maybe I gathered a penny from the grass and we dove for that. Yeah. <laughs> I spend so much time adjusting goggles. Like, oh, they're too yes. tight. They're too loose. There's water in them. And the snack I have, like, situation. Like, I have to have fruit and then a salty snack and then a little treat and then like something hefty when they get extra hungry. It's ridiculous. And all the water bottles and you have to carry it and then you break your back. Oh, I'm like, buy the pizza at the counter. <laughs> I'm too cheap to buy the pizza. It's like $10 pizza oh for something that's like, yeah, I don't know. It's So this is my confession. I forget that kids need to eat because I just assume they will tell you when they're hungry. Yeah. And so I'm really bad at feeding people like it just never occurred to me that maybe I should have given them lunch because they didn't ask for it like yeah. my, that's my husband if you were say like what would you change about my wife he'd be like <laughs> she should just I would like her to feed people like it would be so great if she would feed people see that's where my OCD scheduling comes in handy that's nice because I'm like it is 12 p.m it is lunchtime it is 5 p.m. It is dinner time. Like we don't and Good snack job. time is right in between. <laughs> wow. Oh, could you maybe you had to put me on a schedule, Heidi? Because I don't know. I'm like, who you I'm with you, dinner? Megan. And my daughter doesn't eat breakfast. Really, she doesn't love it. So I forget that she needs to eat too. And a and a story that I told a lot um, in our Pumpin' Up show when we were touring, we went on this like long bike ride right when she learned to get on two wheels, and she just like loves riding her bike. So we got on the trail and we were biking, and I think we went like five or six miles, and she was young like, like five four. or four or five I don't know young kid and we're all riding and riding and riding and then I see her getting slower and slower behind us and then she's kind of getting like that weepy eyes and it's not like her she's a pretty tough kid I'm like what's come on come on Evie let's go let's go and halfway through I realized we forgot to feed her breakfast and we are like miles away from her house and this poor child has had no water and no food and we oh, got it she's got to bike home so that's what I would do go. that. I get that. Yeah. I feel that. I'd like to hear about like kind of how you guys are in your relationships. And this is Jamie talking. So I'm asking the band of mothers, ladies, because here's the thing. So Megan and I are very similar in that, like our husbands also babysit us for sure. <laughs> we are definitely like we are mama bears for sure. We love the shit out of our kids and we we work hard at it. But also if our husbands weren't there, we'd probably starve and maybe like shrivel up and die on certain. And you right? notice like, that, he's, that Jamie said. Megan and Jamie. And, and I was going to say, <laughs> Heidi, on the other hand, I love as you my can husband, hear. But when you right, told that no. story, it made me think of when he, my son has, has hip dysplasia. And so there's been a lot of surgeries and body casts. He's the youngest. Mm. So my husband will take the girls, my twins skating on the weekends. And so I'll stay home with James, the youngest, and he'll go skating. And like, I will feed them. I will wake up an hour early to make them breakfast. I will feed them breakfast. I will clean them up from breakfast. I will get them dressed. I will braid their hair so they can skate without the hair getting in the way, you know, so they can wear their masks because, you know, hair bands get in the way of masks, apparently. And I'll do all the things. And then he'll be like, you like on the way home, you forgot to pack them a snack. Uh, And I'm like, part of me is like, oh, I'm the worst mother ever. And the other part of me is like, did I? Did I really forget? uh, are you joking? Like a little healthier. <laughs> are your hands broken? <laughs> Is yeah. your brain broken? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, so how do you guys like? How does it work? Like, I want to hear about like structure because I'm always looking to oh, learn. Gosh, um, I do it. I do everything, but I also don't do it well, so it's fine. That's um, not true. Uh, You're very hard on yourself. No, my husband is. Gr- he's he's so great, and he's such a grounded, chill, relaxed person. So, if I feel like if he wasn't in my life, I don't know what kind of mom I would be like because he's so laid back but like Tracy and I were working till like eight o'clock the other night remember we walked inside and the kids still hadn't had dinner and he was just sitting on the couch playing guitar so like I don't (laughs) like he's not he's not lazy he loves to take them on hikes like he does like active stuff but it just doesn't occur to him to keep the house running so that's me. So wait, does that mean that you every single night have to be the person to be like, hey, it's time to brush our teeth and go to bed? Yeah. Is that you every single night? Yeah, but uh, hot tip, Megan. Um, hot tip. When your kids are little, you don't start a routine. You don't read to them. <laughs> 
you, you lower all the expectations. Yeah. And so my kids, since they I'm were dying. tiny, would just go to bed. They do it now. <laughs> yeah, they go to bed. They they have reading time before bed on their own, and then they and then they go to bed. And sometimes we go to bed and we're like nine thirty lights out, guys. And they're like rule followers, and they do it. And so it's not that big of a deal. Bedtime, like we're like we're about to watch Jeopardy. You guys get in bed, and then I mean, literally, when my daughter was two, she would be like, "Good night," and like walk into her room. So that's because uh, my hot tip. <laughs> that's amazing. Which is also how I got pregnant. Here, here's my hot. <laughs> here's my hot tip. Uh, marry gay straight, and uh, oh, that's true. My husband is. Yeah, I'm lucky. Um, he's gonna I, love that you just told oh, everybody. He, uh, he knows. He's like he. He's he's. At, at his age, he's like leaned into it. He's, but he just, you know, he's a good, he likes to clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I am surface messy, but very organized, but I will leave a trail of, of chaos behind me. And then I stop my day up for, and I'll clean up the house. Um, so touring with Shay, she, she would constantly clean up my trail of chaos. She also leaves tissues just like everywhere, like just a used tissue. Just blow my nose. Just everyone. I just, I'm like thinking and I just move on to the next thing. I and cannot so, deal so, with he, that. so I'm lucky. He is very, he's good. Like I'll cook. He cleans up the dishes. Um, but then there's things we've been together for so long. And Shay and I were just talking about this because, you know, working from he's been working from home and he's he's able to help out more so he can go to the grocery store. But he doesn't understand like how to shop for groceries. And, I'm you know, I think all moms are very particular on what they buy. And I'm like, how we have been married for 20 years. How do you not know what brand of milk we buy? How does that <laughs> how has that <laughs> photograph of the milk carton not embedded in your brain. So when you're staring at it, you instantly recognize the one that we've been drinking for years. Um, that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't, he just doesn't compute. But. Uh, my husband's the shopper and the cook, but he also would like live at um, Costco if he could. Like he. Oh my goes, God, my husband too. And apparently, I just, I just watched an interview last night. Apparently, Dax Shepard loves Costco as well. Who just love Costco. But um, I don't. I don't. To the car. I do. have a New York City apartment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. No. So we're, we're like Whole Foods people. And I know that like is kind of an obnoxious thing, but I literally like we pick our apartments and now our homes that we're out of the city now based on their proximity to Whole Foods. If there's not a Whole Foods within 20 to 25 minutes or in New York City within five to 10 city blocks, it's a hard I feel no you, sister. Me. I'm a Whole Foods person. I, can't, I haven't like ever stepped in a Whole Foods. I feel that way about Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband and I are like very aligned in like the, the wellness eating type of thing. So he actually does our like, he loves to cook mm-hmm. and he loves like the healthy food. And in fact, he loves to make our kids like vegan food and like my son's very adventurous and it's very impressive actually the other day because we still gave him turkey sandwiches for lunch because he likes them and we've always said we're plant forward but if our kids want to make a choice on their own that is their choice like we're not going to push it on them but we are going to educate them and tell them how great it can be so recently he was like you know guys mom dad i don't really want to eat the turkey anymore but i'm wondering what else i could eat so my husband made like a like his version of tofurkey like a, a soy variety And my son's like super into it right now. And it's so cool to see like that is how my husband and I really like thrive. Mm. Like we love that stuff. And it's so cool to see them Mm. adopt that. You know what I mean? Like we are a Whole Foods family. We are like that obnoxious Whole Foods family. But like I really dig it. And I love seeing our kids step into it. But I will say I told the story the other day. And Heidi, you, you probably feel me on this. I told you the oh, other my day. My kids won't eat anything if it's not organic. At school, they get a snack. And they're like, is it organic? Is there sugar? <laughs> yeah. I can't have it. I know. Her kids are even better. I mean, we've gone on vacation with Heidi's family right. Heidi and our my family have gone together many times and like I'm so impressed by their level of sophisticated palateness like we'll sit down and they're like um dude do you have like mung beans my son's like I don't I want to like a chicken nugget you know oh, no no yeah. it's amazing it really is amazing but okay guys this is like mom guilt so the other day my son invites me into his room and he's a little teary I can tell and I'm like what's wrong Mace? he's like well I just I wanted to ask you a question so Oma and Grandpa Michael, they're not vegan, right? This is my dad and my husband's mom. I was like, yeah, that's true. They're not vegan. He's like, so are they going to die before us? Are they going to die really soon? So he had internalized that that if you're not vegan, you're not healthy and that you're maybe going to die. I want to dial back that rhetoric. (laughs) 
okay, we might need to dial back the rhetoric. There might need to be like a little re-education. So you have to be careful. They're little sponges, you know, and it really, it's such an interesting, this is, that's my first, this is my oldest. So this is the first time I've gone through this and I'm like, all right, learning, learning moment. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a big learning moment. So, okay. We could talk about like mom guilt and mistakes forever, but I was like obsessed kind of weirdly with Valley of the Dolls (gasps) many years ago. And I just, I loved the book. I yeah. thought it was great, but I was enthralled. And P.S. like had never popped a pill in my life when I was reading it. So I was like, what is this world? Mm-hmm. So I want to know, like, speaking of like mommy's little helpers or mommy juice, like, what do you guys do to relax? Band of Mothers and then OTG. Oh, that's a great like, do question. Do you have anything that just like helps you sh- cut the edge? What was that? Yeah, it's a great question. It's definitely evolved over the years. Our kids are, our daughters are 10 and Shay's son is eight. And so um, I, it's gotten different as our kids have gotten older. We've been talking about it a lot. Yeah, because we used to drink a lot. All the time. I never drank so much in my life is when I had a baby. Day I drinking? Mean, yeah. I mean, oh, I espresso martinis were invented for moms. I didn't drink by myself during the day, I don't think, but I would get together with my <laughs> other best friend and neighbor and it would be like three o'clock and by 3.30, we'd be done with a bottle of Chardonnay, you know, and the kids are just running which outside. Is, which we, you know, we try not to play into the whole mommy wine culture. I think that there is something toxic about that. But then we also feel like, and we were, this was pointed out by our friend who hosts um, Why Mommy Drinks, you know, because we talked about the title of the show uh, and she's like, I'm really sick of mommy wine culture. There isn't daddy beer culture. You know, there people are going to cope the way they have to cope. And when you're a brand new mom with tiny little kids and you're being responsible uh, if you know okay so you have some wine because you're fucking burnt out and yeah. that's you know the whole point of this conversation right like we we I definitely was really depressed when my son was born and it, he was born my daughter was nine months old when I got pregnant with my son and we moved from New York City to Denver Colorado and then I had this kid who was not even remotely as easy as my other kid and yeah when he went to bed at eight o'clock before his like midnight feeding I would go out front and I would smoke a cigarette and drink a glass of whiskey and it was disgusting and that's probably why he stopped nursing but like at the time I was it was like the only I felt like I was doing something for myself I had a minute to myself on my terms I knew what I was doing I needed to chill I had one glass I you know of hard not mixed (laughs) pure whiskey Um, and that was how I coped now it's different you know now there's I think there's a lot more tools than there were 10 years ago Uh, mental health is much more at the forefront Uh, now um I'm actually, you know, just because of hormonal levels and things like that and just the stress of COVID and what happened to our business, I take Zoloft every day. And it's that's my magic, honestly. And I think people should that's be more open awesome. about that. And we, you know... Yeah, that's why we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, it's funny. I mean, I think, I think as you get older too, for me, booze is just getting less and less interesting to me as I, I just, I don't crave it like I used to. I don't need, I don't feel... I could bounce back from drinking. I can't as much anymore. And I've also had a deep dive into spirituality in the last two years. And so I'm finding that there's other, like, I am, I am experiencing like a higher vibration that I prefer to stay in. Um, but that means I meditate and that means I take a bath and, and I, I try to go for walks outside and look at the sun. And those are things, those are my new helpers, but it took 10 years to get to that place. And I didn't like Shay made a really great point. I, I had no tools when my daughter was born and I had an emergency C-section. I was almost died. I was sick as a dog. I had horrible postpartum that nobody knew. And, you know, I didn't even realize until way after the fact. And I was a type A, you know, thought I had to be super mom, beat myself up from the minute she was ripped out of my stomach. I never gave myself a break. So of course I was going to drink, you know, and I, I'm grateful now that in the wellness space, that these are things that we can talk about a lot more openly and that there are more options. Um, so I don't, I wonder for like this new generation of, you know, moms that are having younger children, if mommy's little helper looks a lot different than it did. And also weed's legal, which is just better for oh. everyone. <laughs> for sure. You know? 
Yeah, totally. totally. I, I really love that. Actually, we just opened up this can of worms and it's funny. So this is Jamie talking. I actually didn't think I was going to have like a dog in this fight, a piece in this conversation because I've been sober for like over 10 years. Mm. And I talk about that a lot. But um, so, yeah, I was a party animal when I was younger and not just a party animal in a good way, like deep, deeply troubled. <laughs> and but like in all the ways, right, like all the normal ways, nothing really that unique about the sitch. But I, I decided to get sober in my 20s. So I don't I don't do drugs and I don't drink. However, I'm so glad you brought up postpartum because I after I had my first child, after I had my little boy, Mason, I um I remember thinking that there was something so wrong with me because you're taught that you're supposed to think, oh, my God, I've never been so in love with another yeah. human yeah. in my life. This is rainbows and butterflies. I didn't feel that at yeah. all. I was completely miserable. Those those first four days in the hospital were some of the darkest days of my life. Yep. I was so hormonally imbalanced that I was convinced my husband was going to leave me. I, my husband's not leaving me. Like, he's not leaving me. You guys know my husband, like, off the grammar. Sure do. He's never leaving you. <laughs> like I was, I, he's I, so say in love. Say it's it. amazing. It's the stuff of romance novels. Oh, oh that's but I was, sweet. But I, I was that. crazy. Yeah, but I was crazy. I was like, it's okay. I was crazy. And so when I was having my second, I had gone to my doctor. I actually went because I was having some other anxiety about um, delivery because I had like a whole, my first panic attack ever because I got uh, claustrophobic from the epidural. So I went to a, like a, like a psychopharmacologist to talk about what would be safe to possibly do when I'm having this baby. Cause I don't really want to go through that again. It was like an eight hour panic attack. I had a really like, tough time with the epidural. She, she was like, well, let's talk about everything. And I started telling her my story. She's like, so you, you understand that you had postpartum depression, right? Because like that darkness didn't go away for like four to six months. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I couldn't have depression. Like I just having a baby's just fucking hard. And it was really dark. And she's like, yeah, but it was really dark. And I was like, well, yeah, it was. And so she put me on, um, I think I was on Zoloft. Uh, I was on Zoloft. And so I was on that um, a, a doctor, you know, it was safe to take right before. Anyway, long story short, I was on Zoloft, whatever. Totally everything fine. Totally had a different experience the second time around. Was it because of the SSRI? Maybe. Was it because I was just more equipped? Maybe. I also had an emergency C-section. It was all very hard when your baby almost perishes when you are giving birth. I think you're just so stuck in the happiness of them having survived that I wasn't yeah. really even thinking about myself. However... It really helped. Fast forward though, it's two years later, right? For the last like year, I'm like, why do I really not feel like having sex? This sucks. Like I feel so mm. bad. And finally I figured it out six months ago. I'm like, oh my God, I think this Zoloft really fucked with my sex drive. So I tapered off and I recently completely stopped and it kind of came back and I was like, oh, so I just do wish that people would talk about all of this more because mm. if I wasn't so ashamed to even talk about it, because even me as a wellness expert, I, you kind of feel a little embarrassed to put your hand up and say, I suffered with some depression. I took a doctor pers like prescribed thing and and then this is what happened. But if we talked about it, we'd know. So I have the opposite effect. And I think it's because I'm finally able to get rid of some of the anxiety. So before I would be like not in the mood because I was thinking about the like all of the shit. And so Zoloft actually improved my sex life because I was just a, I'm just a happier person. So it was like an interesting. Great. Um, and then you guys, this is my new uh, my new secret. It's brand new. Um, my friend made me go. We went on spring break. We went to see my vaccinated parents and it was uh, in Palm Springs. and It was great. And my girlfriend was like, you will not read a book about self-help or unless it's my book. <laughs> I've read your book. I read your book. She was like, you will not read any book except Megan Murphy's. You will not read a book about business. You are reading fiction. She reads like a ton of books and she's like, I'm giving you something like creepy and sexy and here you go and I read this book in like 10 hours I mean like just which for me is like yeah. like I read it in like a day and I've been so horny and then I'm reading another one by the same author and I'm like in bed to like midnight and I'm like I have not been this horny in years <laughs> so you from guys put down some of the, yeah put down some of the other shit and grab something sexy like I haven't felt this way since Outlander when we were traveling <laughs> on a plane so oh my god Tracy would look at me on the plane and be like are you okay and I'd be like <laughs> I'm totally fine just don't fucking talk to me right now <laughs> but like sexy books ladies let's bring it back yeah I love that what do you guys do to get in the mood, Heidi and Megan? Megan, you're always in the mood, I feel. Like I'm fully charged. I mean, my husband's cute. I don't know. <laughs> I like working from home because, yeah. like, there's just so many opportunities, right? Ooh, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I'm a huge yeah. believer in middle of the day. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, For me, like, I'm just tired at night, dude. Yeah. So 
middle of the day, we figured out nap time is like a great time. Yeah. I'm like right there with you. Like sometimes I'll text. I texted my husband the other day. I was like, do you want to want to go upstairs? And he was like, be right there. He had been on like a conference call with 15 people in like the Netherlands. And he was like, gotta go, bye. Oh my God. My husband's in the office. So it's very, it's been frustrating, but we do send our kids down to our neighbors. It's in our little bubble. And we will just be frank about it and be like, we're sending our kids down. We need a little time. And then my girlfriend, she texted me the other day because I guess something was going on. And literally her text just said, are you done fucking? (laughs) And I was like, oh, so you know what I meant by that? (laughs) That's amazing. I was, I wasn't checking my phone mid, but, uh, We were done. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very Paris Hilton moment. Do you remember? Do you remember like early on when she had like the the sex tape thing and she was like, like her phone rang in the middle and she was like, hold on. And I was like, that's a Shut up. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, All right. So yeah, let's just, I mean, any other kind of mommy timeout moments? Like, do you guys hide? Are you pantry hiders, Megan? I know you're like a pantry hider, gluten-free cracker eating like timeouter. I mean that, well, I definitely had some moments when my kids were homeschooling, but I, I've talked about this. Like I hacked my life by putting them in in in-person school. So we went, we pulled the trigger, put them in a, like a private Catholic school that was like reasonably priced and from eight to three. So like, you know, like when I was hiding in the pantry or my closet with a laptop, mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm free till 3 p.m. Yeah, that's nice. That was that was a game changer because when they were home and I'm trying to like make a paper sloth and teach cursive and carry a wand and do the math, like I really that was my brain was falling out of my ear and I don't have any help. Like we no longer have babysitters or any we have no help. So, yeah. It, it's been, it was a lot, a lot, but school, man, school yeah. is cool. Agree. <laughs> I hide on the ground. I like need to feel grounded and I get on the ground. That's Heidi, by the way. Yeah. I love that. Good <laughs> solid solid person. I'm like, I need to be grounded. I don't, what do you I, like put a blanket over you? I don't understand. I actually like just go to the far side of my bed. But there's like no other door around. And I just get on the ground in a child's pose and kind of just like. That makes sense for a yogi, right? Yeah, I like that. Well, and I've missed that because I got introduced to that. And I, all summer when it was really stressful and our business was just imploding and there was just a lot of big feelings, you could find me just laying in the grass (laughs) on my backyard. Nature is grounding. Yeah, I would just, when I couldn't take it, I would just go lie outside and stare at the sky. And I still, I still do it. And the other day I was, this is a couple months ago, we had like a really big thing happen with our business and I, it was really upsetting. And I, it was winter in Colorado and, but there was no snow on the ground and I took a walk and I was kind of in this forest and I just took off my Uggs and just walked around barefoot, like a crazy person. That's very just my feet on the leaves. I know it works. It helps me. That's because I'm a hippie at heart. Like it just feeds my, but it would feed, it, it would help anybody. They just wouldn't know why. And they might yeah, not think no. to do it. It really does um, help. But I will say for me, hiding in plain sight is way more effective than locking a door. Cause if the door is locked, there's yeah. banging, there's tears, there's screaming. Whereas if I just hide without locking a door and turn off the lights, like I'm not, I'm cool. <laughs> Have a minute. Well, I think the most important thing is that it's normal. You know, it's normal to need a break. Like there's so much guilt. I just remember, especially when my kids were at that age where they were just constantly needing you and constantly knocking and constantly um, needing your attention. I felt like a shit mom for needing anything for myself. And, you know, yeah. And when Tracy and I started traveling and meeting moms all over the country and giving hugs and high fives and ass slaps and being like, you're okay. It's okay that this is hard. It really changed, you know, our our view on our own parenting because it's everybody has this in common, no matter what kind of mom you are, you know, no matter if you love Spirit Week or you hate Spirit Week or you're, you know, uh, or you have to take medication or you've never taken medication. Like we all have moments where we just feel like we need to escape. And that is okay. That does not make you not love your kids. That does not make you a shitty mom. And so that's, I mean, that's literally what Tracy and I do with our life is try to tell moms that it's okay that it's and hard. even the word escape has this like negative connotation you actually just need to recalibrate i yeah. mean it's not even escape it's just you're a human and you need 
you need alone time. It's necessary for your health, you know? And I don't know where in the narrative we lost that moms aren't allowed to have that. Oh, and- I know. Because my favorite meme from COVID was like, our society expects moms to parent like they don't have a job and work like they don't have children. And that's when it happened because that's impossible and it's not sustainable because you need two separate humans to do that. So having that ridiculous expectation of moms, I personally believe is when it became not okay to have an escape. As I text my husband, I'm like, are you leaving to get the kids? I told you I was on a podcast. <laughs> I know. And that's what's funny, too. I'm my like, husband, uh, my husband, like, is just, you know, he's been home this whole time. And he's constantly like, how is it 2.30? Where did the day go? I, I, I can't believe how it's. And I'm like, yeah, welcome, welcome to my yeah. world. <laughs> you know? to and I did it <laughs> with and no wonder. And I feel like I've, I've talked to Shane about this. Like, I've really with him home and he does help and he's fine with it. But. I've I've really like taken a step back and let him do things because I realized for 10 years, I managed an entire house renovation while on tour, while working full time, while driving my kid back and forth with no nanny and no help and did all the groceries and paid all the and bills ran your own business. and ran my own business. And I'm fucking tired, you know? And so I think this pandemic and for fortunate for some couples like it's really like he realizes oh wow you have to go to the grocery store and that takes an hour and a half but you also then have to come back and work four hours and take an hour out to cook the dinner and you know it's a lot and we women have just been doing it all of it and we're just tired you know yeah I mean, and having to shave under our arms. I mean, I God. mean, I saw the best. I saw the best. Like marquee was like up on a marquee. Somebody posted a picture of it. It had to be at the Jersey Shore. Had to be. It said. I'm vaxxed, waxed, and ready for summer 21. I was like, oh my God, are we waxing again? Is that a thing? Are we bringing Please, that no. back? Not in Colorado. No, uh, no. I, I think this entire, like what we're talking about today is so incredibly relevant, so important. I'm so glad you guys have really made it your mission to just normalize being normal. Like just be okay with being not okay because that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. And yeah. it's so much of what we do too. So I think a great yeah. way to wrap this up would be, we always end our show with something called Karma Call, where I Heidi explains it and Megan usually <laughs> sings it, but I'll just simply tell you guys. Great. We all. Um, no, I want the full presentation. Yes, please. Okay. The last thing we're going to do is karma <laughs> So obviously now, you know why Megan says it. I'm a yogi, so I'll explain that karma is a Sanskrit word for action. So we ask everyone who comes on our show, what is an actionable item that our listeners can do for like a week? That might change your life. Like, I don't know, walk outside barefoot. <laughs> Anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was thinking, should we all give one for like to avoid mom? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear from call? you guys too. Okay, no, yeah, you guys please. go first, band of mothers. You go first. Uh, so what was the question? <laughs> I, know, I didn't I didn't hear the assignment. Okay, well, wait. so you Jamie added mom burnout. So, like one thing our listeners could do, a very small actual okay. item to avoid mom burnout. Okay. I just shared this yesterday. Um so to the point of kind of grounding, I've been trying to pay more attention to just breathing, which I realize I maybe don't do a great job at. And no so one does, says the yoga teacher. I know, right? So one thing I've been trying to do and just enjoying just connecting more with nature. Um, so when I drive... Um, and I drive back and forth to Shay's house like all the time. So I'm kind of in the car. My daughter's school is a while, you know, out. So I don't know. I feel like I'm in the car. So when I get out of the car, I close the door and I just look up at the sky and I just take like a huge deep breath and let it out. And then I move on. It takes six seconds, but it's really helped me just like, oh, there's the sun and look, there's clouds in the sky today. And I finally fill my lungs up with fresh air. And I don't know, I feel like it's been helping. I look a little weird on the side of the street, just gazing up and breathing. Never bothered you you before. No, never bothered (laughs) me before. But that's my tip. And that's an easy thing that everyone can do. When you close your car door before you go out and try to undo your clipped in kid in the car seat, just take a deep breath. They're going to be okay. It's going to take you three seconds. Hmm. And they'll help. That's good. That's a good tip. Uh, I thought about this one this morning. So generally, because I kind of do everything in the morning for the kids, I lately have noticed that I haven't made my coffee. Like I'll be like, oh, I haven't had my coffee yet. And then in the middle of everything, I'm trying to make the coffee. So 
I know that people have been telling us this ever since we had kids and it's so hard. It's the whole airplane metaphor where you put your own mask on first. But I, I do think that I forget that and I want to be reminded. So I just want to remind the audience, like, put your mask on first, make your coffee or your cacao or whatever you need before you start your day. Like, uh, we had a guest on who talks about how she rolls over, puts her headphones in and has four minutes of affirmations before she gets out of bed. You know, if you can just give yourself, whether it's the breath, the coffee, uh, whatever you need, even if it takes a smallest amount of time. Cause I know for me, whenever I feel like something's going to take a lot of time or a lot of effort, it's stressful. It's too stressful for me. So think simple, think small, give yourself a little something first, turn on music while you're making breakfast for the kids so that you're not just like, Oh, I got to do this and this and this, which is how I feel like I get like, I'll turn on Dua Lipa and then I'm like dancing while I give, you know, uh, little tiny things for yourself first. Love it. Megan. Um, I decorate for holidays and I was realizing I actually was feeling like a little sad this morning. And I realized, cause this is the holiday lull, like I've taken right. Easter down and I don't really have Greek Easter's in another couple of weeks, Mags, just keep it up. No. Well, so I left, I left spring bunnies out, but I got rid of a lot of the big Easter. And I really was I, like, I was, I was like, why do I feel kind of in? And it's like, because I need something to decorate for. Oh, I, love I love that. celebrating. I love to holiday hard. And it's a quiet moment in my, in my holiday house. And I had to pause and be like, okay. So I literally bought, I started, I'm like, I'm going to go so hard for Memorial day. Nobody knew what hit them. And I just started buying these like flag buntings for the mantle. Like, but it made me feel better Mm. because now I'm just going to crush Memorial day into 4th of July. And it's going to be the most patriotic house you've ever seen. Why can't we have mother's day decorations? What would that be? I do, but it's light. I have a Mother's Day pillow. I made a banner that I showed on the Today Show out of paper bags <laughs> last year. Like, I do that, but it's not as, like, No, of epic. course. Mm-hmm. No, you're going, like, full ham Americana for Memorial I'm gonna Day. I'm going to go, exactly. Yeah. That, it, that's what fed my soul and recharged me this morning. Like, literally online ordering buntings. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm back. Well, look at She's back. The bunting. <laughs> Hot dog eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> I Amazing. Um, awesome. Yeah, so this is Jamie. So this is a really nice one I've been doing lately. Um, and it also has to do with music. It, it, it kind of plays into your Dua Lipa because I feel that hard. Um, putting on music in a room in my house can change the entire tone. You know, even if I like just, you know, tell kids my... Kids pop? Yeah, I was just about to say, even if I just tell my Google to play, to play kids pop. No, no, kids pop. No. Like, and it's so funny. My son now, my two-year-old who can hardly, he's just learning to speak. He'll be like, Google, play wheels on the bus. Like he'll tell boss, like our Google home around. James's first word was echo. Yeah, totally. Because we have to call our Amazon Alexa echo because I have a daughter named Alexia. Okay, oh, that's smart. Oh, confusing. So I will just say this: I um I do have a bedtime ritual. Um, I really love it because no, no, I'll tell <laughs> you why. No, 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 because we're the opposite. Because you do everything else. So I have a lot mm-hmm. of mom guilt because I feel like I'm I'm you know at my desk all day. I'm not paying a lot of attention because I'm just like really wrapped up in work. I really try to put my entire focus onto them at dinner after dinner. And then when I put them to bed and my older son and I have a very special bedtime ritual where I read to him, we do everything together. It's our time. He knows he's got me phones away, yada, yada. But really cool thing is that he likes the same kind of music. Like he, whenever he goes to sleep, since he was a little baby, he's like, oh, should I listen to Bob Dylan or John Denver or Fish or the Beatles? And I'm like, yes, nice. uh, you're so cool. So he, um, or like the Indigo Girls. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm, yes. Like I made him into like me, but um, <laughs> we will just sit at the end of the night. He'll put on whatever the first song is and then he'll play a Spotify playlist of like Bob Dylan or something. And we'll sit and we'll listen to the first song together in silence. And just Aww. like feel the music for that three minutes. And Love I got to tell you, it's a very powerful three minutes in my day. So try that. That's awesome. I it's love really that. Nice. So Heidi here, I guess I'm the last one. Um, I love having a transition ritual. Like all these things that everyone's talking about are a little ritualistic, right? So for me, it's when I come home from clients or I'm done with work or whatever it is, I need a minute to myself mm. before I can be mom. You have to switch mm. modes. Like I'm an entirely mm. different person, you know, to my mm. children than I am in business. I'm just not the same person. And it's, I am the same person. It's just very different facets of me. And I operate sure. at a very different frequency. Right. So especially in New York city, when you're like coming off the subway and you're like, 
bitch, get away from me. You know what I mean? Like when you're not, when the homeless person who's crazy isn't wearing a mask and like yelling at you, you know, after you feel upset about it. Um, So what I've done is we actually had Dan Harris on our show at the very beginning and he has a meditation app. I'm a yogi. I can meditate by myself, but he has a meditation app called 10% Happier and he has one minute meditations, five minute meditations. He has Mm -hmm. every length and you get to choose it. And I just, even if I only have one minute, I lie down, I put my still point inducer, which like gets that cranial sacroid. So I feel like I'm in Shavasana. It's a one minute meditation or five, five, five minutes. And I am a total clean slate. So having whatever that is for you to get that slate clean before you take on like your next role has been a life changer for me. It makes me so much more sane. That is so interesting. We give good advice. We do. Yeah, we should should have a podcast or something. (laughs) Well, and since you guys did your uh, question, the very last question we always ask our guests when we do this speed round thing is that your vagina is the name of the last TV show you watch. So Mm -hmm. equally as important. Yes. So So if you could give us uh, the last TV show you watch, that is the name of your vagina. Jamie? I just watched a documentary called Kiss the Ground. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Okay. Heidi? Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I have, mine is Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I have a Bridgerton vagina. Do you guys want to share what your name is? Oh, mine's always Jeopardy. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, mine's uh, <laughs> mine is um the Durells of Carfu. What, what the- is that? <laughs> sorry, we need an explanation on that. I'm sorry. What? Okay. Uh it's a masterpiece theater series. My mom got me onto it. It okay. I actually so it's your mom's vagina's name too. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. Why did you ruin my day? I'm sorry. Um, it, uh, no. Okay. So it's masterpiece theater. It's on Amazon, and it um it's about this widowed mother who's got four ridiculous children from like seven up to their 20s one of the actors is the guy who plays prince charles in the crown the young god i love him and they she's widowed after the war and she started drinking a lot and she was miserable and her kids are miserable so she takes her whole family just as a single woman and they move to greece and they get this like dilapidated house and it's very modern like she's very feminist and her kids are like crazy and weird and she's she's a total ball buster and it's delightful and it sounds like the plot of mama mia that's what i was just thinking (laughs) and there's three men and she doesn't know who's the father no it's not like that but it's um no it's no it's it's really good it's takes yeah so it's like post-world war ii period piece but it's um right about when mama mia was supposed to be cool totally (laughs) and it's um it's a lot of like there's a lot of hot men in it so what was it called again the Durells of carfu is which is the name of my vagina okay (laughs) all right i love that so abba Mm -hmm. is your vagina soundtrack because we're just gonna go with mama mia and (laughs) we're good you know that's actually the name of my vagina all right. Well, theater. I mean, on that note, you really can't top that is really what I'm just saying. No. Thank so, you. I was. I, thank you. On that note, well, we're going to end our show by saying thank you to everybody for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to all of our shows. Hello. That's subscribe absolutely. to Band of Mothers. Subscribe to Off the Gram. If you yes. are not, you're just really missing out in your life. And don't forget <laughs> to follow us on the Gram at Off the Gram Podcast. And do not forget to follow Band of Mothers Official. Do I have that right? You do. Mother's official. That's correct. Jamie, thank you for facilitating this amazing dual episode. This was so fun. Super fun. It was really Really great. Well, thank you everybody at home and we will see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. 